Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Live. I am joined tonight, as always, by producer Todd. Good evening. And, and Mike Kruger. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Uh, so, we are here today to review several hopefully awesome new movies. We'll see. Uh, uh, we also, tonight... We'll have a special post show on Patreon, patreon.com slash flesh wound features. It all starts at just a buck. And we will have a special secret review for you patrons on there. It's one that uh, I think you'll be very curious to hear about. <laughs> don't give too much away, Dan. It's a top secret. Yeah, I know. Don't... <laughs> I gave nothing away. I said top secret review. And, don't, and we'll have TV terror talk at the end tonight. Yeah, oh, yes. For, yes, for yes, the yes. fifth season of Slasher since it just finished up. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, uh, so, yeah, we got all that coming your way. But we did have a few talking points we wanted to hit today. Uh, one, I'm a disaster movie junkie, and I believe, Todd, you are to a certain degree. Yeah, I'm uh, a big fan. Kruger never really talked disaster movies with you. I don't know if that's your a genre give you're a into. fuck about them. <laughs> He didn't Water. like San Andreas. <laughs> Do you think I watched that shit, Todd? Come on, now. San Andreas is probably the best movie Rock ever did, and it's not. No, that's not saying a rampage ton. hand down, hands down. That'd be my second. There, you know, what's funny about this? They're kind of interchangeable. They all like kind of mesh in my head. It's the same. Movie. Oh, what rampage and San Andreas? Well, <laughs> does he basically play the same character <laughs> in every movie he's in? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have a point there. I mean, to be fair, he had a little range when he was playing mm-hmm. the Tooth Fairy. Well, who, whoever, well, we were. Now we're one like away from one thousand. Thank you, cardboard enthusiasts. Shout out, cardboard. What's yeah, up? If, if you're watching now and you haven't liked us, come on, we need to hit a thousand. <laughs> yeah, come on, you can be the one in one K. There you go. We'll even make a special T-shirt for you, maybe. If you can prove it was you. We'll see. Well, it's it's uh, not hard. Now, Dan's going to buy you a t-shirt, even though he can't buy one himself. Yeah, this motherfucker no. doesn't even have a blue oh, house. Shirt. It's probably not the time for me to bring I'm, it up. <laughs> I'm getting ripped. Feed the fire. What? I don't want to feed the fire and remind you that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. <laughs> to the disaster <laughs> movies. Now, this one... Oh, yeah. I'm kind of excited, kind of not, because we're getting a sequel to the 1996 disaster movie classic Twister, this time to be called Twisters. How clever is that? Uh, It worked for Alien, so don't go too hard yet. Now, I would have taken that this was just a cash-in and it's going to be some direct-to-video thing. It is supposedly going to be a big-screen film from Universal, and starring a bunch of people that I really haven't heard of, but uh, Kiernan Shipka from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Sasha Lane, blah, 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 somebody from that Mandalorian crap, uh, but no big names. And nobody that I can tell that was in the original movie. Of course, Bill Paxton's dead. And I, I just... I'm, I'm not that interested. Bring Helen Hunt back at least. I don't even care. I mean, Why? They, they're not gonna. She's too old to bring her back into Hollywood. Come on, you know better than that. It's Twister. She can be somebody's mom, Todd. 
You don't know she's not going to pop up, Dan. If she's going to be the surprise, they're not going to put it out there and then just have her show up for one frame at the end. And why are you shit talking Helen Hunt? She still does nudity, Todd. Did you see the sessions? Uh, I don't want to see the any sessions. Mr. Skin, the sessions. No, thank it's you. Awesome. I don't want to. See, I don't want to see 2023 Helen Hunt titties. I'm sorry. Well, it's not <laughs> if she didn't show them in trancers too, I'm good. She sits on John Hawk's face. No, no, she couldn't show him for Charlie. I, I'm not interested. Well, she shows more than that in the sessions, and the sessions is awesome. But yeah, I mean, there's other people you could bring back from that movie too. I mean, I just I don't know. My, my, I was like, oh, I'm excited. Now I'm not. But maybe they still will. Cardboard enthusiast. If anybody deserves the 1K, it's the show. You you guys work harder than ugly strippers. You know I my think... philosophy on strippers, don't you? Uh, somebody. You don't. You don't. There. You don't mess with them anymore. Isn't that the new philosophy? No. Oh, well, yeah, but okay. Hey, <laughs> free. Giving it away free, Tad. But yeah, I don't know. I just I saw that and I was like, it's a disaster movie. I'll probably still see it, but. There's so many people you can bring back. I'm trying to remember who is still standing at the end of that. But there ben, of- ben Grimm said the shooting Twister 2 in the city. They had ads for extras, but you had to be on call for weeks. Oh, Ben. That would have been awesome to see you in that, Ben. And also, shout out. Busy chat tonight. Orc, Ghost, Pop's been in here. Anybody else I missed? Um, yeah, shit. I, yeah, I keep forgetting you're down that way. Yeah, that would be really cool to be in a twister movie but you remember tornado twister right now yes the good twister movie (laughs) uh yeah bruce campbell it came out like i want to say like that same week they dropped tornado with bruce campbell on i think it was an nbc movie i could be wrong was it nbc it was one of the main i don't remember but yeah because then i think it went to sci-fi which would make sense because nbc owns yeah there's a one, I want to say it's Devil Wins about twisters and a satanic cult that is pretty fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's Devil, Devil Wind. I think it's Devil Wins or something like that. I could be wrong on the name. I just remember it was like a Sounds satanic familiar. cult inside of a disaster <laughs> movie scenario. Um, there's a, God, there's a lot. But, you know, we'll see it, we'll review it. AMC A list. Obviously, we're gonna go see it. Uh, the other oh, bit, yeah, because tomorrow Dan's gonna go see Fast X just to review it, just for you. Look I will not <laughs> be seeing Fast X. I checked out, but I heard ago. they added The Rock to it. <laughs> the Rock? I thought this. I thought he and Vin Diesel were like enemies now, and they were. I heard they made up and added a post credit something i don't know and there i think that's why i went from two more movies to three because now it's the final trilogy first it was the final movie then it became the final two-part movie and now it's the final trilogy now that they got the rock back i think <sighs> three more and we're done then you know then it's going to be the peacock show watch <laughs> you know what they're just going to call this, it family We've had this real problem with street racing in LA the past couple days. So I don't know if this Fast and Furious is a good idea. Maybe we can we can <laughs> we could do the satanic panic with those stupid movies. <laughs> Dude, I, I wish because I'm fucking sick of hearing about Fast and Furious. The only thing I like about those movies is some of the memes we get out of them. Well, you get a whole new batch coming up in a week or so. Yeah. I, I hope this one tanks. I really do. I just want them to stop. 
You got three more. And then I guarantee you it's going to be a series because that's all the money they could be making on Peacock. Three more is still at least three years or more. So I, that's still a lot of torture. (sighs) I can't stand. It's just like, it's the most badass thing ever. (laughs) I don't even think those people exist anymore. Oh, they do. Even them, they know that it's just it's a fucking, stupid as fuck. Yeah. yeah, the space when exposed it to a lot of people. Like, I don't think there is that. If Paul Walker died in this one, I don't think you'd have the dudes crying like you did way back in <laughs> the other one. That I still was, is the dude, funniest thing in the world to me. Fucking cholos, all tatted up, fucking balling. <laughs> I make no secret that I hate my brother's wife, and she, I had to see that movie with her. She's bawling. Now, when I say crying, I'm not talking like tearing up at a movie. She's bawling at the end of that thing. And I see grown fucking men with tattoos on their head crying at the fucking Fast and the Furious movie. Dad's like, I only did that when Spock died, you cocksucker. (laughs) Spock came back. Paul Walker ain't coming back. Sorry. He's in the new one. That was lame as shit. I'm I'm literally looking around and there are grown men crying. Like they we're not watching Schindler's List, guys. Like you definitely don't cry during that movie, motherfucker. (laughs) Ben said, you know, they went to space and nine. I always put it like this: since this is a franchise that is 100 percent a ripoff of Point Break, be like in fucking Part Nine, fucking Patrick Swayze swerfing in fucking space. The fuck out of here. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Uh, so, I don't know. Isn't Brie Larson in that shit? Now, what the hell is Brie Larson doing in the past? They put the everyone movie? in this. Fucking Helen Mirren's in them and shit. I, don't, I must have checked out before Mirren. Oh, yeah, no. She's like in like the... Uh, wait, which one's Mirren? No, what's the other one? <laughs> what's the one in The Cook, The Thief, The Wife, and Her Lover? That's Helen Mirren. Okay, so- yeah. I was thinking I was her and Judy Dench sometimes, you know, old oh. British people. Well, Dame Judy Dench in a fucking Fast and the Furious <laughs> movie doesn't make much sense. Either. I hey, just want that. that what Ellen Mirren does? That's well, either one. That stupid fucking promo where they're all getting out of the car and you got Dame du- Judy Dench. <laughs> I mean, what is she like? Some white supremacist gang leader? She's got like a fucking like like gang signs car. Well, into now her head. I want now you. That's how you get me in to see Fast Eleven. I mean, what is why the fuck are we talking about the Fast and Furious this much? Because Todd started it. Well, let's talk about something. Let's talk about something important because this person is definitely a Fast and the Furious fan, and that is Cool Duder. What the fuck is up with Fangoria? Cool Duder's getting a Chainsaw Award nomination. What the fuck? What is it for? It's for Amityville Karen. No, no, no. I think. What, what category? Oh, my God, Dan. You're going to no. rant not even know what you're ranting about? They're, they did some stupid Amityville category, which is stupid. Oh, is that what it is? I think it's an Amityville category. You don't even fucking Jesus know, Jesus Christ, you son I don't of need those. to read it. He's nominated. That's bad enough. I don't enough. need to know. Fangoria, yes, it's R-I-G. best Amity, It's best Amityville. Okay, well, and, now I need to know the... New, okay, know the, I, I got you. Amityville they, Christmas Vacation... Oh. Amityville in space, oh. Amityville Karen, Amityville Scarecrow two, and Amityville Uprising. It's a bad category when I'm about to say Amityville in the hood got snubbed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. 
I guess that goes to uprising, but that's the kind yeah. of dumb category. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, see they they that they gave that the easy win. Like if they wanted to make it the fucking hard win, they would have thrown in in the <laughs> Yeah, that my one. god. My god. That tells you how bad it was if that if that one would have got my vote. I bet I bet Cool Duder both cried during Fast and the Furious Wait. and when he got his nomination. Doesn't that mean he's double nominated? Because isn't he in Amityville in Space too? I don't know. He's no. pops up in everything. It's your I've, boy. Not my boy. I've been in two movies with him, but I never worked with him. He shoots his shit himself. That's why he's in a lot of shit, if yeah. people aren't aware. He does the Lloyd Kaufman style. Pretty much, yeah. He's very rarely, yeah. But he's uh, busy getting those calls. <laughs> uh, he's like, I, I could be your cool duder. <laughs> I would be cooler than cool duder. Uh, there you go, Dan. Your new Twitter handle should be cooler duder. <laughs> oh, yes. He is now cool doofus, and I am cooler duder. There you go. There you go. Hashtag. Cool okay, what doofus. else are we talking about before we start reviewing? I don't fucking no. <laughs> oh, one other cool thing. Uh, well, maybe the only cool thing we talked I was about. Just so the far. first cool thing. I'm gonna follow this movie because I think it's really cool. It's oh. called The Slave and the Sorcerer, and it's described as a gore-filled '80s throwback that pays tribute to Deathstalker, Beastmaster, and Sword and the Sorcerer. Uh, it's coming from Hex Studios, uh, which is a British company and uh, inspired by companies like Canon, AIP, and Hammer. And they've unleashed the official poster. It looks really cool. And uh, this is, they're talking about practical effects uh, it's going to really be a throwback to those films, sexy, gory. Uh, they uh, It's been quoted, you might describe our film as Deathstalker meets Evil Dead. I'm all in on that. And uh, it's due to come out in the winter of 2023. The Slave and the Sorcerer. Uh, I talk about this a lot. I really miss the style of the fantasy, you know, sword and sandal sword and sorcery films of the 80s and uh i'm all in on this one i really hope it ends up being something special i'm sure they don't have a ton of money but that's shit and i know it's yours too todd um, yeah i i i am looking forward to it and you just told me yeah. today but i am <laughs> yeah no, no i i am uh <laughs> I am pretty excited. And shout out, Jess Graham. Yes, subscribe, please. We appreciate it. Um, other than that, the only last bit of news I have is Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey 2 is going to be filming this fall. Uh, really excited. Apparently, they're getting a bump up in budget, which I think will help it. And uh, yeah, I was surprised how much I enjoyed that last one i had a lot of fun with it so yeah. i think we might be getting the peter pan one that they're doing yeah. before the sequel so yeah, yeah the peter pan one's supposed to come out in like august i think now is that the one or is it a different movie where like tinkerbell's like 350 pounds and she's like uh, in a trailer park killing people 
Is that theirs or is that something somebody else is doing? I I, I think it's separate. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm going to have to figure out where I heard that because apparently that's coming too. So we'll see. Yeah, that's the first right. I've heard of that. But Me too, but I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, that I, sounds awesome. I hope I didn't create it in my own head and it's like just something. And you just gave away the idea down, Dan, and now everyone. <laughs> yeah, now somebody's going to take it. I'll sue. I shall sue. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Move on. Can't take my Tinkerbell idea, goddammit. Uh, all right. So, moving on to our first review of the evening, which is The Oregon Trail from 2023. Uh, brand new movie. Uh, and, all right. So, Oregon Trail is from director Michael Patrick Jan. And this follows... Uh, <laughs> Pardon me one moment here. I'm just having a technical issue with my computer here. But this film follows a young Abigail Archer alone in the Montana winter during the 1870s who fights for survival and to retrieve her one earthly possession, a family horse from a gang of bloodthirsty bandits. So this is uh, was described as a horror Western survival uh, movie it's I wouldn't really call it a horror movie and it's also not based on the video game there's apparently an Oregon Trail video game involving zombies this has nothing to do with that uh, so so yeah it's not really a horror movie but it's a it's a very violent western that does have some grotesque elements particularly when we get to the end Um this this movie you're about 27 minutes in before the credits hit it kind of takes a a big turn and <clears throat> i i actually had a lot of fun with this one uh we get a couple notable uh actors in here sam trammell from true blood uh thomas lennon from reno 911 and um this is i like westerns a lot this is a beautiful looking film. I believe they actually did shoot it in Montana, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's a little bit long. It runs almost two hours, but I never felt bored. It's actually really gritty and violent and pretty crazy. There's one character, uh, one of uh, basically Sam Trammell's main henchmen who doesn't feel pain. And that's where kind of some of the more grotesque elements come in. I don't want to sell it as a horror movie because it's really not. But um, he's one nasty, evil son of a bitch. And I really enjoyed him. Uh, all the characters are very well uh, developed. Uh, Zoe DeGrand Mason, who plays Abby. I know I've seen her in some other stuff. But she's really good. Uh, it's very great. Really cool characters. A lot of fun, but really just more of a Western revenge film than anything else. Uh, but it does deliver for the Gorehounds. There's one, uh, there's one bit where a character, I'll just say, shoots a gun straight into the air that I thought was really clever and uh, fun. I really liked it. Now I'm kind of curious, Kruger, what you would I do think? Nope. Oh, sorry, my bad, Kruger. Uh, Todd. What did you think? Are you curious what I think? What I'm do you thinking think you like this one. 
I'm thinking I wasn't really in the mood for a Western and I was kind of uh, on it. And then the fact that it wasn't really a horror film. It's not. But, it's definitely But uh, you're, the the gore, the ending got me. I, I did like it. I just, um, I don't know. I was in the mood for a horror Western. It's not exactly what I got. So, and that's the way it was promoted. So kind of, kind of, kind of a little disappointed. But overall, it was a solid movie. Just not what I was go not expect not expecting what i was going in for or not going in what i was expecting if that makes sense uh yeah i kind of thought that there was going to be some sort of i don't know cannibal element or something i don't know some supernatural threat that they'd stumble into uh and and that's not what this is but i thought it was actually a pretty kick-ass western which is rare because a lot of low-budget westerns you know the good ones are few and far between these days, but uh, I definitely count this among one of the better ones. It doesn't hit that level of a Burrowers or a Bone Tomahawk, yeah. But I thought it was pretty kick-ass, dude. Like I, I will definitely buy this when it comes out. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to call it a classic, but uh, the fact that I think every character had their own sort of. I mean, they were very well developed and interesting. And, you know, I hated the villains. I rooted for uh, our uh, protagonists. I dug it. I dug it. If you're a Western fan, I would say go out of your way to see it. I know this had some limited theatrical play uh, when, at least when I was down there in California. It was that week when you were out here. It was at uh, Cinemark Theaters. Yeah, I actually regret that we didn't get to make it to it now because I dug it. I dug it. I think if I would have experienced in a theater fully focused, like even if I'm like, even though I was like focused and watching it, it's still a different environment. You could focus so much better in a theater. Yes. Too much Feruza shit talking going on in this chat. If we hit 1,000, I will post a picture of Dan with Feruza from L.A. Uh, it's got to maintain, though. <laughs> No more like we jump like a thousand subs so somebody can see me hurt. God damn it! Well, no, uh, they want they still want the fucking the the library tour to count your movies. Yeah, we have to figure out how. No, to no, they want my... you to count your movies in one stream. Oh well, I can't promise that because that's just not going to be possible. You just but... keep going. You don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this movie, I thought it was kick ass. Could have maybe been trimmed a little bit, but again, I wasn't bored i didn't feel I like nothing that, was going on so. it wasn't but that i still feel like the runtime could have been shortened where do, where do you guys think i'll land on it i think you'll like the 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 gore but i don't know other than that well you're gonna find out on a special patreon exclusive kruger's corner coming up so there you go there you go uh <laughs> dan promised to lick the <laughs> A gassed up Chucky Disco one game. Damn. Damn. I mean, here's the thing. I will whore myself out and do something stupid, but we're already. You always say that. that You say that. And every time we do, you're like, oh, well, I can't do the. the, the, Go back to the excuse. Go back. Every time. When we were in the car, I said, if we hit 1K that night, I would let. I guess Danielle or whoever hit. Yeah, that was. Yeah. See, we didn't hit one K, but but that's because you knew you only accept the challenge. You know that you won't like there's no chance. It was doable. 
It was due. I mean, it would have been like 30, whatever at that point, but it wasn't impossible if enough people want to see me get hit. With but now life. that it is possible. Well, yeah, we're one away. Well, Why I, is you getting hit with a light tube so fucking special when I fucking go and do it all the goddamn time? I know, but look at this face. We'll, beautiful. We'll, we'll you know let, oh, say so I'm you're saying I'm ugly, motherfucker? I'm not saying that. I'm I was going to say, Kruger, don't worry. We'll get a certain worker who has a good track record with the light tubes to get him good. <laughs> ah, <laughs> damn, Todd. You're gonna, he's going to have a second pussy. <laughs> or maybe, well, I guess. Damn, Todd. <laughs> Second pussy. What are we talking about here, Todd? I'm not aware of any pussy that I have. <laughs> You're. <laughs> so, I don't know what's going on, Todd. But fuck you, Todd. What What do you rate it, Todd? Oh, I'm a three. Okay, I'm a four. I actually okay. like this one a lot. If you're a Western fan, check it out. Um, I'm looking for that yeah. photo right now, just so they're ready. Get a thousand during the show. <laughs> Yeah, you probably will. You probably will. By the way, I uh, looked it up, and it is the the Peter Pan movie that's coming out. It's called Neverland Nightmare. And that's the one with the... Yeah, with the obese uh, Tinkerbell fucking recovering (laughs) drug addictions. Drug (laughs) addictions. Yeah, she's an obese... recovering drug addict so <laughs> i'm so curious like is, is she just tinkerbell in her head was she literally tinkerbell uh, i mean that's a good question I, I we need answers to this we need to get uh, well you'll find them out when the fucking movie comes out and i think that photo is on my other phone that oh. got wiped Fuck you, Todd. Wait to... The smirching Feruza like that. That's what you... Wait, it might have went up on my OneDrive. Sorry, I'm going to research. Sorry. What what do we have next, Dan? All right. Up next, we have a film that uh, I got to watch down there uh, with Todd from writer-director Mark Jenkin, and it is Anise Maine. And in this film, set in 1973 on an uninhabited island off the Cornish coast, a wildlife volunteer's daily observations of a rare flower turn into a metaphysical journey that forces her as well as the viewer to question what is real and what is nightmare. Uh, All right, so I'm going to go last on this one because I'm kind of curious. Hot tag to whoever wants to go. Todd? Um, I'm sorry. I was researching. Go for it, Dan. Oh, all right. Uh, I'll go. Ah, uh, no, it's fine. Fucking. <laughs> so for me, I, I thought the trailer looked cool, looked creepy. Um, and there was definitely a lot of like scenery I liked in this movie. Thought the cinematography was great, but it's just for me, I thought it was a little like too slow. Um, especially in certain stretches in the middle. I mean, it does come to like a climatic ending, but it takes a while to get there. I wasn't completely thrilled with what the story did give me. Uh, I can see people that like these artsy, you know, scenic, uh, one lo- um, mainly one location horrors, uh, liking this movie. But for me, I was kind of just in the middle. Uh, I definitely felt like it was more style over substance in the end and uh 
was a little bit disappointed because I thought the trailer looked really good. But, uh, you, you know, overall, I'm just kind of like middle of the road on this. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've talked about this on the show before. I'm a big fan of coastal horror, uh, you know, anything involving a lighthouse or just just seaside horror in general. Um We've had a lot of it. This has been kind of the year of experimental horror. And depending who you ask, a lot of those films have not lived up to expectations. But uh, it's been the year of Skin of Marink, Bo is Afraid. Uh, not this year, but I believe last year we had We're All Going to the World's uh, Fair. Outwaters, which, too. Out, yeah. Year. Yeah. Outwaters and the, uh, the companion films. Um, another one I would throw out there, a little less experimental, but still weird, and I loved it, uh, Caveat from a few years ago. Kind of another, you know, somewhat similar movie. Uh, so, Anise, Maine is translated as Stone Island. Uh, people are just wondering what the hell was up with the name. Um, it's, I, first of all, the look of the film, I think they nail that. It does more or less look like an experimental film that would have been made in the 70s with all the film grain. Um, looks like Anthropophagus to me. That's what I thought even when I saw the trailer. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. They nail the look uh, perfect. And what really inspired this was the Merry Maiden Stone Circle in Cornwall, particularly the Pipers, which are two stones, two really freaky stones in the uh, circle that kind of inspired the director to make this. Uh, very much an experimental horror film. You're watching this woman's routine kind of repeat more or less over and over for the first 30 or 40 minutes. Then you start noticing subtle changes. Uh, if I'm pitching it to somebody, I would say it's a ghost story. Uh, definitely not a straightforward narrative. It uses symbolism, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the past trauma of the island itself almost uh, just kind of boiling over it's what you want it to be it's really an interpretive movie there's no way for me to explain exactly what this movie's about or what it is but I, experimental horror is a toss-up for everybody i liked it now uh i think there's more to it than a skin of Marink, personally which i did not love that film uh this one i i did enjoy it i watched it uh twice and i still enjoyed it just to, you know to kind of make sure with this one i'm not going to call it a new classic and that's kind of been sad this year because we don't have a lot of classics yet this year uh to, but to i did fair, enjoy I, it i don't think you get classics every year it's not 1982 the last was, few years which i was going to say which was the last couple but in general you know. you're not getting classics every year you may have a really good yeah. film but that's throwing around classics. Way I don't know. I, I would. I would say. I'd say there's at least one a year, one or two. But time will tell. That's just. Or, yeah. To me, that's jumping a gun. You can't really call it a classic your first year, can you? Well, yeah, I true. Mean, but I guess I, it's perspective thing with that one. No, no. I, I, I see what you're saying. It's you. It can't really be a classic unless you've gone and revisited it over and over and over again over time. Yeah, because honestly, there's there's something like you may really like right like right now, and then just yeah, just you know. So yeah, it, but definitely a really good. Now this one, it 
I did. It it was more just really cool visuals, and I think the whole the film grain and the look. I didn't love it, but I was interested the whole time. Um, it wasn't like sorry, skinner a rake where I was like, I want to leave the theater. I've never wanted to leave the theater. <laughs> I was that was probably about an hour in and nothing had happened. I know, don't we disagree on this one, but um, yeah, so this one I, I do feel even though it's kind of up to your interpretation there is there is at least stuff going on you see what's going on on yeah. screen so I, I hate to ever throw out skin and rink and make people think oh we're looking I don't at feeling for 90 minutes I don't really find them comparable though I don't because skin and rink is just more like a visual experience this has actual story with characters in it but I, I mean but... I, I can't even compare the two. They're both this experimental. Is, that's why they, they get I, compared. I get the experimental, but we've seen stuff like this before, you know, over the mm-hmm. last couple. It's just an artsy way of telling a story. With yeah. Skin and Marink, there wasn't like a story going on. It was more of a visual auditory experience. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. Um, I do want to shout out Mary Woodvine, the star as well. I thought she was really great in this. Uh, just every, even the actors, it, it really, it's hard to make something that you can look at and truly believe you're watching something that was made in that period. Usually somebody always looks too modern. Uh, I think, uh, you know, just every actor in here, I, I looked at every shot and it was like, okay, I feel like I'm yeah. watching a movie made in 1973, like some lost experimental film. And uh, it was believable. Yeah, I dug it. Uh, you, you have to be into this type of film. And once again, I don't think there's a lot to debate with the movie as far as what it's about, because it is so interpretive. I don't think there's like a clear, straightforward uh, answer for that. So if you're OK with that, I think it might be worth a look. Um, so what say what say you guys? What do you rate this? Um, I'm a three on this one. Okay. I'm a two and a half five. I am a three and a half. I really dug it. So, um, uh, yeah, let us know as always in the comments if you watched this, what you thought. I think uh, Ben Grimm, you said you saw it. Uh, what did you What did you think? Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of curious, but big T X. I like it. Oh, sorry. I was uh, Big one. T X, I like. I don't know that I'm calling that a classic though, and I really like that movie. But I don't X, X. with me a guy. I think it's. I think. I think we're gonna look back on those movies as some really interesting slashers. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah good, maybe. A classic defined as a movie people talk about twenty years from now. I think I was thinking in my head like ten years, but I mean it's hard to argue one that hits twenty. I, I think, yeah, see, it's hard to define that, though, because there's some classic, like, German expressionist horror films that, for the most part, aren't talked about much, but they're definitely classics. Yeah, but... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we may, yeah, in no, another I get that. 20 that, years, that... is anybody talking about Gone with the Wind? Probably not a lot, if we're being it, honest. No, no, it's going to still be... It'll still be talked about in film schools. I think stuff like that, that, you know... yeah. You're you're still gonna have some like you're you're getting more modern stuff taught in film schools, but it's you know 
it's still. I mean, it is just so. It's just. It's all about personal preference, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Because, like, with me, I look back at movies from like the last almost ten. Well, I'll, well let's say eight. Like, because in my head, I'm thinking about Baskin right now, and I consider right. that movie a fucking classic that I'm going to revisit for years and years to come. Same with like the void and stuff like those movies are like looking, I think even with like situations like with those movies, you're going to look back on the, on those in 10 years and be like, Holy shit. They were like really, really well-made interesting, you know, parts of horror history, especially post two thousands horror history. Cause I, I kind of, I, I have like, I look back at like eighties movies and there's just so many that I could, could consider a classic. Uh, you know, there, there's probably uh, what, how many fucking slashers from 19, 1980 to 1984 that were, were classics and that, those were coming out like every single year, multiple a year. Yeah. 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 But it took time for those to become classics too, though. Yeah. No, it's, again, it's subjective, but yeah. I think, I think there's movies that are newer that you could, you can, you can already tell that in 10 years they're going to fucking still hold up like like something like the void is fucking timeless like that movie's gonna be great for 10 for fucking 25 years i think baskin for sure yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely um but yeah i don't know maybe we'll do a new classic show that sounds like a fun list i i would be really interested in talking about some of the best horror films from 2010 to like fucking now because that like everybody everybody talks about movies from you know the early 2000s the 90s to 80s but ne- like I, I i always have that pr- problem with people where they're like what's or what's there's nothing new that's good that comes out and there's always like great shit that comes out every single year i think oh yeah yeah no that's... you just especially when you're like us and we watch literally fucking everything like every yeah. like almost every single new horror movie we usually watch if it yeah. if it doesn't look like it's going to be complete garbage no and you, even then and even then <laughs> sometimes we, that doesn't stop us <laughs> we we get a lot of crap for sure because we get a lot more of everything in general but uh i've always said i mean we've been living in a golden era of horror for a while now yeah, it's yeah. been well, especially now with all the independent companies, you know, doing it old school, like uh, like Spectrovision and fucking like stuff like that is uh, like the fact that we have all these different companies put A twenty four neon, you know, it, it's a it's a great Rum time hats. to be a horror fan. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd. Classic, uh, my nutsack. Um, you know, we didn't talk about the trailer that dropped today either. Oh, the Five Nights at Freddy's one. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't did. watch it. I did actually didn't either, but I know I'm g- it's going to happen eventually. Do, 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 should we watch it? We can at the end. I was thinking. Okay. That yeah. Let's do. Well, yeah, we'll close it with the Five Nights at Freddy's trailer reaction. That sounds good. Cool. Stay tuned for that. Uh, all right. Moving on to our next film, which uh, is from writer director Donald Farmer, an underground indie horror legend at this point and debbie does demons follows debbie is the host of a paranormal ghost hunter show but can she come to the rescue when four friends use a ouija board to summon a 300 year old witch good luck debbie you're gonna need it uh all right so uh this this film um 
we've done a lot of uh, recent reviews for some like no budget stuff. Uh, uh, Brian Papandria, hopefully I say his name right because he did make what Todd considered his favorite movie of the year uh, last year in Spooky Dookie. Uh, rock bottom video, uh, really churning out some really hilarious stuff. Gator Blade, of course, we're big fans here. Um, you know, uh, that it's been actually a pretty good couple years for no budget trauma esque horror. We just, and... we just had Satan Lives not too long ago from Sean Donahue, yeah, Sean also Don- starring Jessa Flux, who's our lead in this one. Yes, Jessa Flux is popping up in a lot of stuff now. Um, and and oh, I was going to say, Ben brought up Debbie is a culture shock release, which we should mention. Yeah, it comes out at the end of the month um, through Vinegar Syndrome's uh, partner label on the website. You can order it now. I think you can get it directly from Shock also. Mm-hmm. And But he asked if we saw the Shock Culture tease for Up All Night release in two weeks. I did see that, and that's the only thing I know so far. It's culture shocks team teasing something USA all night. So find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that'd be interesting if they could actually get the segments. From well, we know USA well, I, up all night. Uh, and I was going to say, well, they can only get w- one of the hosts, but uh, it is true. RIP Gilbert Godfrey. That still sucks. I but Gilbert. I think more people associate her with it than Rhonda Sheer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like both. Yeah, I was going to say they were magic together. Uh, But all right, Debbie does demons. Uh, So uh, a lot of familiar indie faces. We've got uh, Roni Jonah, who I believe I might be on a show with at some point. And uh, maybe this week, I believe. Um, Jessa Flux, of course, is sort of the new it girl when it comes to low budget uh horror movies and uh also dixie gears who we reviewed recently she played uh, ethel and crazy fat ethel uh, all very talented uh so this is very much kind of like an old school uh scream queen movie vibe as far as you know similar to a nightmare sisters or sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama really kind of going for that that kind of vibe um jessa is pretty much topless for most of her screen time uh there's some uh some fun little callbacks to uh the karnstein trilogy and different things like that um i i admire the tone that this movie struck that just that kind of like you said USA up all night kind of goofy B movie tone. I can't lie. I didn't love this movie. I kind of was left thinking they needed to give us a little bit more Um, in terms of like the gore, for example, that's pretty much non-existent. Um, It's one of those movies where they they probably just didn't have a, a lot of money to spend on it. Uh, there's scenes where like the, uh, the witch touches somebody and it looks like they're just spitting out toothpaste, you know, it's, it's that sort of level. So it's definitely not one for the gore hounds. Um, as far as the nudity goes, it is there. I wouldn't call it like an overly titillating movie or anything. It's not, uh, you know, it's not a bump and grind film. It's not a bump and grind film. The humor, 
I think Jess of Flux and most of the cast have that sort of fun, campy acting and attitude down for this kind of movie, but I can't say it ever really kind of got me to where I was really laughing. Uh, so I I don't know. This is this one's kind of a shame for me because I wanted to like it more than I actually do. It just uh, it doesn't quite work. It doesn't quite work, and I, I I get what they were going for. I just better than CGI blood. I'd rather have lack than yes. Is okay. You know see, I'm just gonna have to stop it. Is Debbie as good as the Shark Exorcist? Wait, was the Shark? Did we watch that one? No, I'm thinking of Sharkula. Never mind. I can't answer that question. <laughs> well, it's better than Sharkula. Yes, I'll give you that. Much. That that was the one I was thinking of. Um, say, absolutely. I don't know. See, that's my issue with this. Like, I I don't feel like it does anything it doesn't stand out in any particular way jessa flux is beautiful but i can see you know just as much of her in any other movie she's been in so far uh my my thing with her is she's fun to watch acting wise so i think with this cast in general like i i had a good time with the cast and it's yeah you have to be an sov fan to really like get but I am an SOB. I know, and that's why I'm kind of surprised you didn't like it. But I, I get what you're saying. There's nothing new, but I still think, I like. I'm, I'm glad I'm still getting my, my, Blu-ray whenever it gets here, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still was able to have fun with it. I, I get what you mean. You know, there's budgetary restrictions, but I mean, knew that one going in. So, and I've seen some of the other recent Donald Farmer stuff, and. You know, there's there's fun to be had with it, and this one I also thought was a good time. Yeah, uh, I, it, it, it's not spooky dookie level out there, Ben. So just whoever, I'm not saying that spooky dookies hold another yeah. level. But I think Rock Bottom Video and uh, Gator Blades where it's at for me more than anything. They really uh, see this the editing style of Rock Bottom. Oh my god, we're gonna have to revisit that now that I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I like Donald Farmer. I just didn't care for this movie. That's all right. I mean, they're not all of them are for everyone. I mean, so what? What? What are you rating on this one, then, Dan? Uh, this one I can only give a one. But like I said, maybe it'll hit for you more than it hit for me. I don't. You'll have to let us know, as always, in the comments. But what about you, Tad? If I'm going off my enjoyment. I'm a three. I mean, but I'm not saying the movie's, you know, a th- uh, you know what I mean? It's not a three. That's my enjoyment. Um, and yeah, I, I think if you, if you know Donald's films and you're, you're going in and oh, you haven't seen Jessica Flux, or you want to, it's a good one to, to check out. I mean, there, I, I think uh, she's in some other films. I, I probably like more. Well, I do like more, but it's still a, a it's still worth watch. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, I'll put that up quick. <laughs> I don't even. Do I even want to go and look? No, no, no it's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so moving on uh, to, uh, to our next. It doesn't like it's a movie. bad thing, though. At least it wasn't what I thought. It was. No, it's not a bad thing at all. Uh, moving on to our next movie, which is. So I'm very, very curious with this one. Okay. Uh, Did you follow instructions, Kruger? That's all I have to know. Come on now. 
Okay. You, of course I did. <laughs> all right. All right. So before we get into it, our movie is Dr. Caligari from 1989. The, uh, yeah, I, uh, over there. I guess, pseudo sequel taking place 70 years after the 1920 film. And in this one, Miss Van Houten has shown signs of losing touch with reality. And her husband discusses possible treatment with Dr. Caligari, who says Miss Van Houten has a disease of the libido. The staff want Dr. Caligari to remove want Dr. Caligari removed from their facility due to her controversial experiments with electroshock and hypothalamus injections. As Dr. Caligari continues experimenting with her patients, her daughter and son-in-law attempt to stop her. All right, so just a little bit of backstory because I'm not going to give my opinion first. I, I'm really curious to get Kruger's, but just a little bit of backstory. This is from the director, Stephen Saadian, uh, who, if you're unfamiliar with that name, I know Todd knows the work. He is the director of one of the all-time cult classic adult films, Cafe Flesh, which uh, did actually feature Michelle Bauer in her brief but memorable triple uh, X run of movies back in the day. Um, so he worked for Hustler magazine in the 70s where he met Jerry Stahl, who's the co-writer on this film. And they ended up doing sort of a spin-off magazine called Slam Magazine, which was like kind of National Lampoons meets Hustler. I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask if it was a wrestling magazine. It was not a wrestling magazine. Uh, but it was it was cool. I don't I never read it, so I can't, but I've heard of it. Maybe I don't know, hit eBay at some point, but uh uh and they met, and that's kind of how this film uh came about. Uh Dr. Caligari was had become public domain, and they thought, well, okay, let's do a sequel of sorts. Of sorts, <laughs> once again, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with this movie. Uh, so before I start quoting the, the film, which I'm definitely going to do, Kruger, first time watch of Dr. Caligari, one of the wildest cult films <laughs> ever made. What's yeah. up? Before you go. I have to imagine, like the first fifteen minutes or so, you were cursing my name at least. No, okay. Really. <laughs> no, I. So, I I had watched uh, the Cabinet of Doctor Calgar Caligor. How the fuck do you say it, Caligari? Yeah. All right, Caligari. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. So I had watched the the you know original film right before this, which I had never seen. Um, I, and you know, it was on my watch list forever because it's you know said to be one of the most influential horror films of all time. Uh, was cool to watch, I liked it, didn't love it, but um, uh, again, with silent films, you know, I'm very, very picky. Like, I like Nosferatu and The Lost World, but that's about it. Um, oh, and Haxon, Haxon's good too, but then watching the sequel. I, I mean, I already knew I was in for fucking a trip right away within the first 10 minutes. Uh, so I, I, I but luckily I was nice and inebriated. And uh, the whole film is just kind of like one long fever dream. Uh, it's a really unique and unsettling watch. Uh, so I, I but I will say if you don't like 
artsy horror or just artsy movies in general, you should probably stay away from this. But if you're into those trippy acid trip, nightmarish experiences like I am, uh, this is a real treat. The set and costume designs just are like extremely aesthetically pleasing and, uh, you know, lots of vibrant colors and a good contrast of colors, too. Uh, and almost every shot of this movie looks almost like kind of like a painting, which I thought was really, really cool. Like you could take a screen grab from any scene in this movie and it, it looks like a piece of art, which is amazing. Uh, we, I wasn't I was kind of surprised with all the gross body horror we got in this thing, too. A lot of nasty like lesions on people that are oozing pus. There's this one patient that has her like tits stretched out super fucking long <laughs> which i i which was random as fuck in the best way and uh <laughs> also this one scene where uh miss uh, von howden is making out with this ooze this oozing blob uh with this tongue fucking sticking it was just a tongue, yes. yeah it's so bizarre but so there's a triple cool. x version where there's some actual yeah 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 and then uh all, and also all the fucking dialogue just so bizarre so random and unnatural but it worked perfectly for what the movie was going for and i can see like people being able to quote the fuck out of this thing uh especially with the randomness like i think that's why why i it didn't bother me that it was just so all over the place place and so weird because there would be just a random line thrown in there that would just make me burst out laughing <laughs> and overall I had a fucking great time with this thing. It definitely looks like it was ahead of its time too, because you do see a lot more artsy horror things or horror, a lot of more artsy horror nowadays kind of going for similar themes that this movie has. But this is one of the, one of my new favorites. Uh, and I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I finally got around to watching it, but it's so bizarre the, how different it is from the, you know, the original film. I, I, I mean, very loosely is it a sequel, but it does have a few of the same themes going on, which, which is nice too, that they, they still kept some of what the original film had going on in this movie as well. Okay, I that, I didn't think you'd like it at all, so I'm actually glad I wasn't I, sure with this one. There were very specific instructions for that movie. Well, dude, all the fucking body, like, I mean, as soon as I started seeing fucking people with stretched out titties and pus oozing, I, I mean, I'm a David Cronenberg diehard, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I definitely was going to like that stuff. I don't know why you think I wouldn't like this. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. Because it's not really a scary movie, but I, I mean, yeah, no, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. So this goes back for me. I I saw this a little bit later for whatever reason. Like I didn't see it like immediately. It's not a movie that goes way back to my childhood. Um, I think I was like 20 or something when I finally got to see it. something like that. Early 20s. And uh, Todd, I... No, well, you wouldn't have met her, obviously. But do you remember uh, the... Well, that's not important. Let's just say I knew a girl, and we were driving to uh, a convention in Gettysburg. And uh, I think it was Gettysburg. And she just randomly quotes, my fuzzy button feels fluffy good. 
And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, and she started quoting lines from the, the movie. I want your boy thing. Twist it like a rubber band until it snaps. She just kept running it off. And I was just thinking like, am I getting laid here? Because I don't understand what's going on right now. Like, do you want to pull over? Because I'm not sure if you're flirting. Oh, God, with I can only imagine how awkward that would be. Uh, <laughs> Well, we we dated briefly, but long. That's a long story. But she said, "I was like, I can't believe you haven't seen Doctor Caligari." And I was like, "Oh, fuck! You mean the '89 Caligari?" And uh, so remedied that immediately. And it was a trip then. It's definitely a trip now. Uh, like you said, it's. I, I always say double this one up with uh, Richard Elfman's The Forbidden Zone for a really good cult double bill. These both movies weird as fuck. You have to be in the right well, frame I, of mind. Uh, you say I, you have to be high, but I don't do drugs. No, 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 uh, this was my first time experiencing it the proper way. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I go way back. I saw it on the VHS in 90. I own the Laserdisc. Yeah. Um, of course, the 4K, and I know someone mentioned it's already going for big bucks now. Yeah, because I think they're only repressing the DVD or the Blu-ray. Um, but there is a standard release coming. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm real. I'm really uh, excited to hear everybody's opinion when they experience this for the first well, the, time. Yeah. Oh, no, I was gonna say. Well, it'll probably even more will experience it when it's the wide version. So yeah, right I now it's just. I, those. I definitely need to do mushrooms with Richard and show him this movie because oh, yes. I think he would lose his shit. <laughs> See, my double feature, but that's probably because I'm not a huge forbidden, you know, the Elfman movie. I go this and Eraserhead. They're just mind fuck. And you got to do Eraserhead. Second, Eraserhead's though. a good one. Yeah. I love that fucking movie. And then you could be high all day. Yeah. <laughs> In my heart right now, I want to say I prefer this. I like the tingles. Juice me. I'm a shiver boy. I got secret needles in my pokey globes. Come on, man. It's You could quote this movie. Oh, no. It's absolutely. That's, show. Uh, but also just the imaginative sets. Uh, just everything. If somebody attempted something like this now, it would be a lot of you know cheap CG. Uh, this this movie just looks like you're stepping into an alien world. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it's really hard to recreate this. We get a lot of weird movies like this, but not. I don't know. It's not quite the same. And I just like it. It's another one I can only recommend to a very specific group of people. I think something like this really should have that Rocky Horror Midnight movie kind of run where you just dress up as characters. I think it would be a fucking blast. That just, would be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just, like I said, it's one of the most quotable cult movies you could possibly find. Uh, and I love it. Double it up with Cafe Flesh. Now, I know that's an adult movie, but that's also one of those films that's just kind of batshit in its own right. I, I love this director, Stephen Saidi, and I'd love to interview him. Um, big fan of his work. And, uh, yeah, you just need to go into it. It's a, it's a movie you experience. I think it's a ton of fun. I'm a little more... I think you need to see it once. It, it gets yeah. a very... 
that's what I was going to say for me. You you will you won't be bored. I'll I, put it I that way. You said you have a hard time recommending it to people. This is one. Specific, it's like you need yeah. to watch it once. Yeah, that's that's my feeling on that. Experience it at least once in your life and see where you fall. But because uh, it legitimately is an experience, and this is a movie a lot of people will watch once. Trip the fuck out and never watch it again. But <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> I I can definitely see if you are like enhanced uh with something that that would yeah like what the hell is going on right now I'm sinking into my goddamn couch I, and I I don't like it uh but I had a great time <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the fact that we we have this on Blu-ray now is wild 4K 4K yeah well, sorry. I uh I I'm, own it Dan. <laughs> well, I will be getting it soon. Not but... the 4K. Well, how do you know what I'm gonna? You gonna spend? You're gonna spend two hundred dollars on it? I might spend two hundred dollars. Uh, you know what? I, you, dude, I'm gonna pull you into that shit. I might very well, damn well, spend that because this is a classic movie, Tad. Could have just listened to me and t- bought it when I told you. It tickles my fuzzy button. What can I say? It's a great movie. <laughs> We gotta make this. I know that's great. It's disgusting when he says that. I know. All right. Did we rate it? Let's rate it. No, we didn't. Uh, so as far as fuck it, I'm just straight up. As as far as these types of movies, weird ass cult films like this, it is not for everybody. But it's a five in its own right. You've never seen anything like it before. So I'm a I'm a four out of five with room to grow. There we go. So take the trip with Dr. Caligari. Coming from Mondo Macabro for uh, um, I don't have the exact date. I, I believe in a month. Out. Yeah, it's not too far off because the other one sold out so quick. Like I said, I wouldn't tell Dan to buy it if he wanted it. June 13th. Four weeks. Okay, sweet. So there you go. Get it then. And yeah. And also, there was a question or comment a little bit earlier. Uh, we will have a Vinegar Syndrome halfway sales show. Yeah, I'll put so, the link up tomorrow. <laughs> this actually might be my biggest one in a while because I've been banking gift cards and I'm ready to rock. So Mine's going to be tiny. <laughs> well, because you already paid whatever the fuck that was to, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you need to buy anything? What what is there'll be two there'll be two VSAs? Um, I think there's a box, a VSA box for the first time. Oh, okay. So there's at least three things like catalog wise. I don't think there's anything like that I'm planning on that I haven't already like got. Because I've been doing like the partner labels when they come out, because I get that, you know, half Mm. off immediately. So there's no need for me to wait. So, yeah, I wait until stuff's on sale now. Well, half uh, off is me waiting. Yeah, well, you bought the subscription, though. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't have not. a subscription. So. It's already saving me money and making me spend more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a trap, Todd. No, but it's not, though, because I still would have bought them, and I would have bought them on sale. But now I just bought them on sale right when they came out. Yeah, Same price. Well. I'm not shaming you. I still spend it. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a big haul. Although some of it will be partner label stuff, actually. Someone actually asked a partner label stuff was half off, too. And, yes, it is. Same rules apply, though, like the 
last month or two months aren't aren't included. It's at However least two it's... months. I don't know if it's yeah. three months. I no vinegar. So the other one's the long. Severn has the long one. I think they're two months. Two months. But before we do that and get out to our other our, our post show, me and Kruger, we're going to talk a little bit about. Slash we got one more review. Yeah, you're missing the movie. What you're... am I missing? I'll be watching, Todd. Oh, maybe that's why I forgot. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Todd. Tipping your hat. <laughs> I know. You're still at Dr. Caligari's. Uh, I know. I thought we ended on a high note. I mean, it, we maybe we are ending on a high note. Yeah, we might. You, yeah, there's I'm there's no of... covering it up now, dog. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know with this one. All right. So from director Eric Bernard comes I'll Be Watching. Uh, and I'll be watching after her tech genius husband leaves on a work trip. Julie, still mourning the loss of her sister, is trapped in their new isolated home and might must fight her own fears to stay alive. Uh, so obviously you hate it, Todd. But <laughs> I'm curious why, because I didn't think it was that bad. I do have criticisms, though. But no, I, did I didn't. So I didn't hate it. I was just talking to Schmidt. Um, it was a perfectly good Lifetime movie. If it was a Lifetime movie, I would have really liked it. it. It's not great. It has a cheap look, but I mean, it, yeah, Kruger would, you would have hated this one, Kruger. Hmm. Like, strongly. Glad, glad I skipped it. Because <laughs> yes. as soon as you said Lifetime movie, yeah. I was already the fuck out. But, but I think I like, that's a little harsh, to be honest. I like Lifetime movies, though, so. Well, the, I thought this was a good kind of, you know, old-fashioned, just kind of suspense movie. Is it all in her head? Who's fucking with her? Uh, I dug it. I actually really dug it. I thought it was well-made. I thought the actors, uh, real-life married couple once again, uh, Eliza Taylor and uh, uh, Borb Marley, who played Marcus, her husband. Uh, there's some good twists and turns. Uh, my biggest issue was I didn't feel like the ending was entirely satisfying for me. I mean, it does kind of end definitively, but I I don't know. I felt like, man, you really had me. And I, I don't know if the ending uh, kind of got me like I was hoping it would. But uh, there's twists, there's turns. Uh, I thought this movie held my interest perfectly well. Um it, uh, you know, uh, David Keefe plays the sheriff, and holy shit, does he look old. Maybe I haven't seen him in anything, but uh, David Keefe just kind of turned into a grandpa overnight, it seems. But uh, um, I I thought the back and forth, the mind fuckery and everything, I thought worked really well. It's not a horrifying film. It's not a new suspense classic, uh, but up to a point. I actually really dug it. Just kind of old-fashioned. Uh, there is kind of another element to this uh, that, you know, I won't spoil for you, but it, you know, you could argue it's a kind of, sort of genre blending a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. I felt like it just needed a little bit more. It's because you finally felt... If I'm not going to expose this all the way or or because I don't want to spoil anything, but it kind of vindicates your fears, Dan. You're like, this is why I don't use that shit. <laughs> Just saying. Well, yeah. Well, 
Dan's going to be in a cabin somewhere being the only last hope for humanity. You'll be dead in the first two minutes, Todd. So just saying, just saying. But you, uh, you saw me use that once when you were here, right? One time at all? Uh, no. Yeah, you no. did. No, when? You Every morning. I, let me every in on what the fuck you're talking oh, about. I, it's a spoiler, so we can't. We'll move well, on. No. It's a light no. spoiler, but yeah. Nah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, I have it on good authority. You'll want to turn into our good friend, The Real Fifth Beatles podcast this weekend, where he's going to not talk about that specifically, but some similar stuff. So you won't want to miss that this Friday. Uh, all right. So back to the film, though. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just, I'm good with just, simple basic you know is it in her head who's doing this is the husband behind it is he not is it there's a lot of red herrings thrown in there i enjoyed it i i really didn't i thought it was a pretty solid movie and i i would go higher if i if i thought the ending needed to just pop a little bit more it, that's my it, big issue it was very 90s suspense thriller yeah and I I was feeling it this time. I dug it. So yeah. uh, I think but any you liked news... it better. I was oh, sorry. I th- Go ahead. I think you liked it better than me, but uh, it yeah. I wasn't you know bummed. I watched it. I mean, I thought it could have it like the the lifetime movie. Like I, I brought it up, the look and feel mostly. It really the look, but I also get well, what you mean. Chris what? has a point in the chat, though. I would not call this movie cheesy. And the kind of the, those no. movies you're referencing for Lifetime, they are a little bit more on the cheesy side of things. Yeah, they can. Well, it depends. Yeah. There's there's the two kinds. There's the, the cheesy ones, and they have the ones that are trying to be serious. Because this, this, I did laugh a few times through in this movie. Can't say it's devoid of cheese. The mailman. There's a few times besides <laughs> him, but yeah. But... It's one like I wouldn't recommend it to Kruger, but if you are a fan of those '90s, you know, suspense films, like a, I don't want to compare it to any of them, so I'm not going to name any good ones. Um, but I think it's worth a watch that way. If you ever watched a movie like I started doing Sling Blade quotes and cracking myself up, but then I'm looking around for somebody else to laugh and they're not there. If you watch this movie, you may see where that uh, <laughs> will pop up. But uh, all right, so. I'm at three. I do think it's it's a little bit above average, and who knows? It might have even been a more of a gem if it brought it home a little bit more. But yeah, I'm at three. And I thought Dan liked it a lot more than me, but because I have three down also. <laughs> oh well, I still feel like I did, but all you right. sounded like you did. I expected higher. <laughs> you sounded like you hated it. So oh, I just, I, just I was ready to get to the next show. Honestly. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Uh, slasher. See, that's where I left. So I'm going to temporarily bow out because I'm not finished, Slasher, but I, I do want to finish it. So I'll be watching you guys. All right, I'll Get man the chat. All right, all right. AKA hijack the chat. All right. Enjoy all right. and hear it. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just in general. Uh, cause I wasn't, did you, cause you talked the first episode, didn't you guys? 
Uh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we knocked yeah, the first I, couple. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't here for that, but um, I really like that they're switching it up this season, and we're doing like a little historical time period because it, it you know, it's. I, I think it did it good, and the fact that there was a Jack the Ripper story being intertwined into the into the story too, I, I really like the historical aspect of that, um, and as. Like every season of Slasher, I end up liking the characters. I just, I think they always have enough depth to them, enough going on to where uh, there's good and bad in each character. And that's why it is such a fun guessing game to try to figure out who the killer is. And this season, honestly, on top, like it's not my favorite season out of all of them. Not, not even close, but it, it, does effectively have you guessing and thinking that you know who the killer is and then they fucking kill that person off and then you know you think you you know you know what's going on and they take you for a swerve and that that, that's been one of my favorite things about this season just in general uh as far as the kills go on this season as a whole things did get stronger like we start off with one really fuck like what they do the fucking the jack the ripper character is absolutely fucking brutal but then it kind of mellows down a little bit but then towards the end the the scene involving the morgue with the chick fucking having dead body parts uh uh stitched onto her and uh also the the final kill in the show i thought was really really cool and how like everybody you know gathered together to pop this motherfucker's eyeballs out and just like scratch and claw at his head um but I, like if you are going into the season expecting you know kills that were as good as season four three or two or even one uh this does have probably the worst kills i think out of all of the uh shows combined but it does a good job with you guessing i like the look of the killer too uh, you know, it very simple design, just, you know, a black veil over over the their face, but uh, made for some cool shots of whenever the killer did appear or uh, when they were running away and the veil was, you know, kind of flowing in the wind. Lot, lots of cool stuff with that cool stuff visually. And I also really like the set designs. They did a really good job of encompassing that 1800s. Uh, it was this were they in Britain? I don't even know where the fuck they were. We were in a, in a make believe land. <laughs> well, yeah, was it? I, or, okay. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. The the casting, it, it's it's its own reality. Yeah, no, for sure. But, um, yeah, I, as a whole, uh, I I really liked it as a season. But again, I'm You know, I kind of have to compare it to past seasons too. And if I was ranking all of them. I'm a killing gore guy. This would probably be towards the bottom. Um, but still I'm still happy with what the show's giving me. And I'm gonna watch you know, and I every fucking Thursday was religiously watching each episode. Uh and I was looking forward to it every single week. So I'll say if you're a fan of the show, you're you're still gonna be satisfied, but just don't go in there expecting the best season, because it's not. Um and I, I honestly, like, I, I really liked the ending a lot. Um, I was kind of suspecting it was going to be the girl with the Cinderella story going on. But um, 
they kind of threw me for a loop a couple of times too. And then there was a point where when she uh, sets her sister up to be murdered, uh, that's when I kind of realized, all right, that's definitely her. And then the other, per- I th- see my theory, Todd, was that the, uh, the, the main uh, killer, uh, the widow, uh, and the widow of Jack the Ripper, which was, you know, kind of kind of fitting, and they kind of gave it away, uh, you know, if you were just sitting there thinking about it. But at the same time, it, all the swerves and stuff had me not really expecting it to be her. And then when all the paranormal stuff was going on, I thought she was uh, being possessed by the spirit of Mary Beth. And like she wasn't con- wasn't conscious while she was doing it. And then like she would wake up and be like, what the fuck? And then, you know, kind of ha- have to scurry back. But that, but I thought they were going to go with a possession angle. And um, unfortunately, and I thought I think if they would have went with the possession angle instead of what, you know, we got, that would have been kind of that would have made me like the season just a little bit more because it was something that had never been done before. I get that. Um, <clears throat> I'm the opposite. I was not a fan of this season. I, For me, it lost steam about halfway through. It already had a hurdle for me. I mean, you, you've heard me say it before. I'm not a fan of a lot of modern period pieces. This, While better than the full moon ones, it had that cheap feel. And I was like, I, I let it slide the first four. And then it just got to a point, though, I was like, I, I'm not feeling it anymore. Um, and I don't know if it is, and because we've talked about this before, the difference between watching a show weekly and binging. Mm-hmm. I watched the first three weekly, and then I binged the last ones to do the show. So I don't know if that, like, I didn't. You I know. could, I could see that because, like, there was some episodes that weren't like, or there was like a stretch. I think in the middle of the season where I was just like, all right, I really hope things get better. Because yeah. you know they're they they're fine, but I'm I expect more out of this fucking. Show. And then putting them all together in a three hour block didn't help. Yeah. But I mean it, I yeah I just I couldn't get into it. I liked the first, definitely the first three, um, and I'm pretty sure I like the fourth one too. But after that, it just kind of lost. So you me. so you didn't care for the ending. The ending was cool, but I mean it felt like, I mean it's something that like we haven't seen before that actual killing, but. It it was cool. I thought it was it was very cool looking. And the way I thought, I just thought it was cool that they went like when they were all ganging up on him. Like when he finally felt that, like you saw, like pieces of his hair and his flesh kind of ripped off and shit. I just thought it because I've never seen what was it like four people gang up on a motherfucker while he's getting his eyes balls, you know, shoved in. They're all tearing at his head. but yeah, I mean, I I do I I can see why people would be disappointed in the, in this season, especially after you know I think season four was just so much yeah, fun so with fucking yeah. David Cronenberg in there. Uh, you know, you had somebody get fucking hot or like molten gold poured on their fucking head, and like there was so so many iconic kills in that last season, and then this one. You know, there really wasn't a single kill other than the last, the first and the last kill, honestly, uh, mm-hmm. that were halfway decent. But at the same time, um, 
I, I, I hope this fucking we we just keep getting more of these though, because I think it is good for Shudder, especially that they have this yeah. property now for us to look forward to one of these every other year. Uh, I, I, I think that I, I hope it continues and maybe let's not do fucking period pieces. <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. I, I think period pieces could be very, very awesome for the fucking season. Like you throw a 80s summer camp fucking season in there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Um, or, you know, uh, like a seventies Texas setting. You right. know, like they're, they're, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I hope, I hope, but I think they should stick with like periods of horror that like people would be nostalgic to. So, yeah, like, you know, you like a nineties small town one, you know, or that that kind of like models scream. I think that you know stuff like that or fucking you know eighty summer camp one. Uh, I I hope we get some seasons like that, but. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, overall, probably the worst season we've gotten so far, but still, I still liked it, and I'm still looking forward to more of this show. Um, so, you got anything else on this? No. All yes, right. we can bring... Yeah, yeah, let, God, yeah let's, let, let, let's uh, summon Dan. Say massage power three times. What's up? It's funny. I started doing the thumbs up a lot now because Ozzy has a weird thing where every time I do it, if you saw on the Monday show, it just started weirding him out. So I kept doing thumbs up. Then we were doing the wink and the gun. So <laughs> That's I don't know what the fuck you guys do on Force. Some strange <laughs> shit. Um, well, that's, uh, oh, sorry, Krieger, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say that's all we got for tonight right yeah well we got one more top oh no hold on hold on the, the oh, trailer that's right Thank we almost oh we do we have a trailer to react to let me just get this all up and all set right up. so i'm pretty fucking hyped for this goddamn thing uh just because willie's wonderland got me kind of excited for the concept of this i don't play the video games i think they're kind of they, they've always just seemed kind of kiddish for me uh, to want to go and play them but i think in a movie setting it could be a lot of fun and um i don't think it's going to be on the level of willie's wonderland because it doesn't have fucking nicholas cage in it but it, it i'm down a, for i'm down for a, more okay. it is a kid's movie isn't it is or it I, i'm not sure well, I I will say that I I know Dan doesn't like anyone putting over blumhouse but i have to say it, it's a smart it's a smart move to do it day and date with uh peacock and theatrical because mm -hmm. it that that october weekend that's not going to keep kids from going to the movies to see it they're you know they all you know it's going to be one people will go out to see it, it didn't hurt halloween kills at all no. so or, so this has an october date october 27th peacock and theatrical and i think that's what we're going to keep getting from blumhouse in october because if this model keeps working, you know. Yeah. All right. So Dan will watch it at home while we go to the theaters to see it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Pro, pro, we'll I think I definitely want to see it on the big screen. But I don't know. We'll see how, how well the show well, looks. It's a teaser. 47 seconds. Let's go. All right. I ain't much. 
Welcome to Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, where fantasy and fun come to life. Hit it, guys. All right, at least it looks if like old school Chuck video, E. Cheese. It means you've been selected as Freddy's newest security guard. Hello? We're going to have so much fun together. Hey, Matthew Lillard, right? Lillard, yeah. Good enough for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. I want to see it for, for sure in the theater. Uh, that that looks like it could be fun. Um, ben said he thinks it's PG thirteen. If it, it dude, if they had an R rating, I mean, I'm fucking there day one. But uh, yeah, I could totally see it getting PG thirteen. Yeah, probably more than likely. I mean, because I just. I don't I've like I said I've never played the game, so I don't know if they're graphic or anything like that, but yeah, um either. I know that they're really popular with kids. So I know the concept and the concepts over, which is funny because the concepts the same thing every fucking kid who ever walked into a showbiz pizza or Chuck E. Cheese thought. What if these things came to life? So yeah. I know they everyone puts over them as like the originators, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> what, what, Willie's Wonderland, though, man. <laughs> right. Like that, I, I love that fucking movie. So if this is half as good as that, I'll be happy with it. And maybe I'll even be enticed to pop a pop one of the video games and. But you're not going to see them rip anybody's dicks off or anything, you know, really gory. Then I guess so. It, More it, goosebumps is kind of what I'm assuming. I'm Although glad. that looks like it could go either way from the teaser. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they could go Megan Stall. Did you ever actually watch the R-rated Megan footage? Um, so I... Uh, it makes I, a big I, difference in that one, in the elevator kill. The elevator kill, it does make a difference. And the ear thing does look a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. But I was hoping for like just a fucking, you know, more because right. dude i swear to god bloody disgusting put out that article and it made it say like they said it was a different body count straight up said there was a different body count and like yeah there was or, and they said significantly but that's not what i heard yeah i mean i heard them say it but that's not what i heard from people no 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 the movie the movie doesn't really like it just uh, one one kill looks a, a little bit more gory and then there's like an ear scene that's extended a little bit. Now, it's more than a little more gory. One is completely bloodless and the other is covered in blood. Yeah. So it it it, it might have been a refilmed one, which I'll give them props if that's what they did. But it it's definitely CG, but it's it's uh see I had enough issues with that movie that I don't think that's gonna change anything. I don't oh, hate that hey, movie. It's we're not at the 1K. worst. Oh shit. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, well, now I, I for I'm now because I don't have the video, but thank uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Chris, for saying to check it. All right, thank you. Who is well, that? Fucking right. A, guys. Thank you, thank it sucks you. Sucks that Pugs isn't here. God damn it, he will be back shortly. Yeah. Off fighting crime, yeah. Unfortunately, I he, forgot I was like, he's making more trophies for Slack to fucking smash. <laughs> I was gonna check something. <sighs> All right, on that note, on that on, note, we we'll will be, be on. on patreon god you damn it dad fuck you just talk i was i can't tell you. you're all over the place i thought it was a cue i was patreon. literally starting to talk asshole 
Patreon. Top secret review. This is a one that you won't want to miss because it's a big one. So you want to hear about it. Uh, and we'll hang out after that as well. Oh, uh, Ben figured out where uh, where uh, Pugs is. He's making cool duders chase a truck. <laughs> oh. oh, that's fucking great, Ben. I wish it was just a joke and Cool Duder would show up in a parking lot somewhere. Just, hi, is this the Chainsaw Awards? I'm getting one. They're giving me an award. I Are hope you, he starts. He, so, he sounds like high pitch Will. <laughs> right. I hope he starts wearing a hat oh. and mocking Dan. That would be awesome. Uh, he needs to wear a I'll, hat. I'll, best, I'll give up. I will send him a hat. Have you Your seen Cool hat? Duder's head? Your old hat. Oh no, not my hat. You're going to see like smell the That hat is just going to like evaporate when it hits his head. I don't get people like at some point you shave your head. I'm bald. I knew it. I'm not going to walk around looking like Ronald McDonald in a microwave. Brother, like, I've seen some fucking pictures of you with long hair and I know and I gave up the See how proud he sounds when he says <laughs> I yeah, but but but, but but it took a while for you to anything you that. saw with long hair is probably a decade old though. But yeah, yeah it's been like, a long time. I don't want to call out the, the person I think he was looking like, but well fuck you, Tad. But that thing the shenanigan well, I just assume the Thank shenanigans you. continue on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Oh, I guess features. now we have to have a one K celebration over there. All starts yeah. at one dollar. That's Maybe right. One dollar. Well, I don't know. We'll do something now. Cool. Well, we'll see you over on the Patreon, guys. Oh, wait, wait, I should probably share the link before we go in the chat. Yeah. So while I do that, I'm just gonna wait, share what link are we talking about here? The link so if they wanna go join Patreon. Oh, okay. I thought that meant the link to the yeah. Why do I need to tell you everything, Dad? God damn it. Fuck you, Dad. Always so hostile, Dad. We're hostile because of your fucking attitude. You're out of control, Dad. I am delightful. (sighs) Be sure to join us on this shit. It might be interesting. (laughs) Putting my two weeks notice in. (laughs) Oh, what's up, zombie? You're coming in at the end, but what's up? All right. Well, now we're heading to Patreon. Dan, get us the hell out of here. Good night. We'll see you over on Patreon for the top secret review and hangout 1K celebration. Good evening. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep.